Welcome to today's podcast with Crosspoint Church, where we share the gospel and we share our lives. With so many fun and new exciting things going on at church, we want you to be in the loop. So make sure that you check out our Facebook page and that you check out our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com. And now for today's message. Pastor Darren has joined me on the stage today. He is no stranger to our church. He's not even an outsider, right? He's an insider to our team, but he just happens to live in a different city. Over the last few years, you and Pastor Jane have so influenced our church and me and our team, and I can't begin to express how much I appreciate the two of you and all that you've done. I look back over the last few years as you guys have been coaching us and encouraging us and to look at the growth of our church, and one of those areas of growth has been with Kingdom Builders to think that, you know, in the last three years, our church has given over a million dollars to Kingdom Builders, you know, like generous giving. It's amazing. amazing. And you guys have had such a huge part of that. And so there's no one else that I would rather have be here today to preach and to lead us in this miracle offering than the two of you. Thank Thank you you. so much. Let's join me in welcoming Pastor Darren as he preaches. Come on. (laughs) Woo! Come on, I'm really thankful for Jesus. Can I hear better? Yes, come on, you can shout that, yes. Um, We love your church, Pastor Jonathan, we love you, Erica, the staff. Uh, Do you know that you are a blessed church? No, you you must not know, so I probably need to ask you again. Hey, you can't be quieter than 845 service. I actually made the mistake, I know it's 830, and uh, it just felt like a lot of them came in for 845 service, if you know what I mean. Um, so if you're a little late, we do like four songs, not just one, so you can come on. And, but anyways, it was, uh, God's doing great things in this church, and love it, love it. I watched last week's message, Pastor did a great job in, uh, I believe it was week three of the series, this is week four of the series, and Jane and I are excited to be here, and I mean it, we feel like uh, partners with you guys, we serve at a great church in the Twin Cities, a multi-site church there, and love to be a part of what God is doing there, and work with just a few other partner churches and uh, Crosspoint is one of those, and so thanks for allowing us to be a part of the journey with you guys. If you love Jesus, say yes. There we go. That's a little better. Hey, I'm going to do a couple housekeeping things before we jump into the message. The first one is, I know everybody got one of these, I think, last week. They were on the seats, or you got them coming in. Would you grab it really quick, and then also grab, this is a prayer card. This is on, I believe, uh, every other seat. This is a small, like the size of a coaster. Uh, And I just want to say, before we jump into Miracle Offering, when you look at these images, I think they'll be up on the screen as well, these four projects, I just want to say, how can you not be excited about resourcing these, right? I mean, just check your pulse if you're not excited. Because these are incredible. We're going to hear a a, a video story that was just shot in the last nine months. It's not an old one uh, that we'll see at the end of the message about venture. But I'm just going to tell you, these four things are so worthy, so deserving, so exciting. I love that because that's what I love about our church as well. When our Kingdom Builder partners and projects are making a difference, we just want to get behind them. And then I just want to say, everybody say the word prayer. Prayer. Say give, Give. go, Go. pray. So Kingdom Builders, in my heart, is about those three things. It's never just about the money. Somebody say amen. amen. Money's important, giving's important, resources, it's all important, but it's never just that. 
It's about going. I know a bunch of people went on a, a mission trip this year, and that's just amazing. I pray that over 100 people go next year. And I, I really pray that. And then prayer is something that God's challenged me. I asked Pastor Jonathan if I could share this with you. Look on the back. There's a, a QR code. If you scan this or go to the changethemap.net, sorry, production team, I'm doing this a little earlier in this service. But if you go to there, um, there's no request for money. There's no request for resources. They're not going to ask you to travel somewhere. They're just going to ask you if you would be part of a prayer team. And we are trying to raise up 50,000. Everybody say 50,000. 50,000 prayer warriors that would pray that the one billion Buddhists in our world would come to know Jesus. And it's going to take a miracle of prayer. So even if you do it, it's 10 minutes a week. And you could sign up just to be a part of it for six months. Jane and I have been part of it for five years because it's just something that we believe in. And I invite you, I would love for you to be a part of it. Again, 10 minutes, six months, uh, just be a part of what God is doing because giving's, giving is so important, going so important. But there are places in this world, we gotta, we got to sow seed in prayer, amen? we got to just believe God for people groups that need Jesus in an incredible way. So I thank you for just praying or being a part of that. It's so important. Let's jump in. Everybody say one mission. One say our mission. So the title of the message is One Mission, Our Mission, and it truly is that. It's one mission, and it's our mission. Uh, it's given to us by God. It's not up for debate. We'll talk about some of that a little later in the message. It's given to us by God, and it's all of us together. We are all in this together, and I just encourage you to lean in, and I believe, it's, I believe God's got an exciting word for us. We're going to see a couple powerful just story videos about what God's doing in other places in the world, and I believe it's going to be inspiring, it's going to be challenging, and this message will do that. So I want to start by asking you this question. Uh, if you, uh, Everybody, I want you to participate if this is you, and I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in just a moment. If you are somebody that needs to raise your hand, raise it up and just keep it up just for a second. So if you're in church this morning, and you, uh, at your place of employment, or at your school, or part-time work, whatever it is, if you are an employee, and you're not the owner or the president or the CEO, can I see your hands? Put them up really high and keep them up. All right, now look around. The people that don't have their hands up have the money in the room, all right? So when it comes to miracle offering, you can maybe nudge them a little bit to, to help you out when you're uh, giving online, grab their credit card, might have more, Mac, more room than yours. But anyways, um, I was thinking as an employee, where I'm going with this is, uh, is there anybody other than me that you love really good benefits where you work? Man, I love good benefits. Is there anybody that loves good health insurance? Come on, I, I love it. Is there anybody that loves dental insurance or is sitting next to somebody that needs it? Come on, somebody, right? Right? Is there anybody, this is low-hanging fruit. How about you just love good coffee at work? So if you run a company, this is cheap. You can it, just, just do coffee that tastes good and, uh, and people, will, people will enjoy it. How about maternity leave? All right, you four ladies. How about maternity leave? Come on, right? That's changed in the last 10 years. It's, it's pretty amazing. I don't know what Crosspoint does. It's probably like 100 weeks. So you guys are great, and uh, it's amazing. No pressure, Pastor Jonathan. All right, um, how about retirement? Yes. How about life insurance? Well, I don't like it. Well, your kids will if you get it. They will really like, they will really like that benefit. The psalm says this, praise the Lord. Everybody say praise the Lord. 
my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. This is a command of God as we jump into miracle offering, as we jump into one mission, our mission, a command to take us in here is we are not supposed to forget all God's benefits in our lives, right? So why would God tell us this? Because it's easy to forget. It's easy to see the things and focus on the things we may need or we may want. And God's like, please, please, please don't forget the benefits of God. Don't forget what God is doing in each and every one of our lives. So a couple other uh, things I'm going to ask you to respond to me on with this one. So everybody say, God is good. I'm going to share with you some phrases I want you to answer God is good. Even if you don't like the phrase, I'm just going to tell you the phrase is true. All right, so you got to play along a little bit. So everybody say God is good. Here we go. We're going to do this. I'm going to share it. When life is challenging. When I'm feeling blessed, when the Hawkeyes lose, or deserve to lose, right? I mean, the Gophers are horrible, so I can't say much, all right? When the future feels uncertain, some of you are like, what are the Gophers? Sorry, that's the Minnesota college team, okay? I'm from Minnesota, so that's how bad we are. You don't even know what they are. All right, I'm going to do it one more time. When the future feels uncertain, when my finances are great. When inflation is high, no matter what is happening politically, can I just tell you, there is no off switch to the goodness of God. No off switch. Pastor, you don't know what's going on, and I'm not in a season of, of blessing right now. Man, that's a bummer if that's happening. That's, uh, God, what I would tell you is God will bring you through that season. He will be faithful to you in that season. But even in that season, there's no off switch to the goodness of God. Well, I'm waiting on a healing. There's no off switch to the goodness of God. God is so good, and sometimes we don't understand it all. That is so true, but we've got to remember that there is no off switch to the goodness of God. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. I shared this in the earlier service. Before I share it, I just want to say that I love a lot of things about Crosspoint. And if you are in church this weekend, uh, you are part of a great church. And one of the things I love about Crosspoint is Crosspoint is not a church that says, God, send someone else. Can I hear an amen? We're not that church. Our youth group's not that youth group. Our kids' ministry's not that kids' ministry. That's not Pastor Madison's heart. That's not Pastor Dick's heart. That's not Pastor Jonathan's heart. All the rest, of the, that is not the heart of the board. I know your board. Your board are awesome people of God. Our heart is God use us. God use us. We are blessed in so many incredible ways. God use us. So if you love the word of God, say yes. So Mark chapter 16, I'm going to read really fast three passages of Scripture. They're very familiar to some of us. They may be new to some of us. Mark 16, Matthew 28, Acts chapter 1. And we'll, we'll shoot through these pretty quick. And before I read this passage, speaking of miracle offering and kingdom builders, is there anybody in the room that you're thankful for the Bible? Um, today, there's over 1,700 language groups in our world that have no Bible translation. Not a verse, not the book of John, not the New Testament, not the whole Bible. Over 1,700. Pastor, how could that be? Haven't you seen version? Yeah, I have. I use version. I opened up version to read my devotions this morning. I had a choice of like 27 different translations. There's over 1,700 people groups 
language groups all over the world that don't get to do what we get to do. So when we talk about, remember, miracle offering, kingdom builders, think people. Think people experiencing God's love, having access to his grace. Think people responding to God's incredible love. If you got it, say I got it. Mark chapter 16, and then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. To everyone. Are you part of everyone? Yeah, yeah. I love it when the Bible's so plain, I don't have to try to ask a bunch of questions. This is true. Matthew 28, then Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and earth, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. All nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 says this. He replied, "Father, the Father alone has the authority. Let me pause right here. The disciples were going back and forth. This is after the resurrection, before the ascension of Christ. They're going back and forth. They're, at, they're arguing about who's going to be number one in heaven, who's going to be number two in heaven, when's Jesus going to come back, when he's going to restore the kingdom. They're asking him all these dates and questions and stuff, and this is his reply. The Father, re, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. That is Jesus' way of saying, none of your business, Right? I mean, he's just saying, it's none of your business. That is not what I want you to focus on in this moment. But he says this, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Man, I hope you have the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's such a special thing. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud. While they were still watching. How many would have loved to have been there at that moment? It would have been so cool. And they could no longer see him. So let me give you four foundations. Everybody say four. Four foundations. I encourage you in your phone, take notes. In your journal, maybe take a few notes. These are four foundations. As pastor's been teaching on Missio Day, these are, these are four foundations about the mission of God. And can I just say boldly, I know it's kind of bold what I'm about to say, these foundations are rock solid. They're rock solid. They're straight from Scripture. They're not about my opinion or your opinion. They're just rock solid. So I know that's bold, but let's just go for it for a few moments here. Four foundations. The first foundation is this. The mission is already determined by God. By God. Everybody say, by God. The mission's already determined by God. If you are a student and you go to a school, if you are an employee and you go to work, if you are a family member or a neighbor, if that is everybody, if you have grand, grandchildren, if you have children, our mission is already determined by God. God's not creating a mission and saying, hey, Darren, what do you think about it? I don't get to vote. It's already determined. It's the entire world. And I'm going strong on this because there are so many other good missions that people ask us to sign up for today. There are, and there's some good ones. I mean that. There are some good ones in our community, in our schools, different initiatives we can be a part of, things in government, things in community, all, just all the different things that come to the surface. And they're not, it's not that they're bad. It's that God would say, the mission at the top is my mission. So his mission is my mission, and it's already determined by God. What I love about the mission of God is that simply he's told us all throughout the New Testament, he said it's going to all the world, going to all the world. 
all the world. You might say, well, I care about our community. This community is part of the world. Go into all the world. Don't get hung up on it. Don't overthink it. Just do it, right? Just do it. Was my school the world? Yes, your school's the world. But also Kazakhstan's the world and Dubai's the world and the United Arab Emirates is the world and Kenya's the world and Honduras is the world and Latin America's the world and Alaska's the world and Canada's the world and Waverly's the world and the, the surrounding communities, right? The world. It's all the mission of God is already determined. If you got it, say got it. Number two, the second foundation is this. The mission is not going to change. The mission's not going to change. If some of you came to church today and say, oh man, it's miracle offering. I'm gonna come back to Cross Point when they stop doing kingdom builders. Guess what? It's never gonna stop. Or you know when it's gonna stop is when Jesus comes back and we all go to heaven. And then you're welcome to come. <laughs> no, hopefully you go with us, but you know what I'm saying? So it's not gonna change. The mission of God is rock solid, it's there. Sometimes it's kinda like, I think I can maybe wait this thing out. You've heard the phrase of, sometimes our young adults will say it, our young people will say it, some adults will say it, I was running from God. And maybe that'd be some of your stories, running from God. How many, and there's that phrase, you can't outrun God. There's all these different phrases, and they're really true because it's not gonna change. The love that God has for everybody is not going to change. It's so important. Here's the third foundation. The mission wants and needs me. The mission wants and needs me. Um, God is all powerful. He's omnipotent. There's no, that's true. Some of you might be thinking, well, does it really need me? God, let me just say it this way. God doesn't need us. God, in his all powerful, omniscient, all wise way, created a mission that includes us. God created the mission that it needs us. Does that make sense? So we know God's incredible, but the whole story of who he is to us and sending his son Jesus is he put us in the middle of the story. And that's so important. So just know that the mission of God wants and needs me. Exodus says this. Look what it says. This is Moses, like top-level leader in the Bible. Moses pleaded with the Lord, Oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been. I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me. I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Has anybody ever felt a little undeserving, underqualified to be used by God? It's like the guy that wrote so much of the Old Testament. He's saying, like, I stutter at times. I don't get it. God, I'm not good enough. What, he's, what, what, what is he really saying here? He's saying, I can't do this, God. Send somebody else. God... God is so patient. Look at his answer. But I also love how, like, God's bold at times. Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? <laughs> that's like, uh, that's like, God's, that's like, God's like, do you not know who I am? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Then, he, then God says to Moses, now go. <laughs> so in other words, what I told you four sentences ago, I'm still going to tell you now. Go. Remember I said the mission's not going to change? It's not going to change. God still says, now go. And I love this. I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. Are you thankful God never leaves us and never forsakes us? It's so good. It's so good. Here's the fourth foundation. The mission calls me to experience God's best and God's favor. Everybody say best. and Everybody say favor. God's best and God's favor. This isn't a point about 
that um, he's going to give us every monetary thing or every material thing we ask for. That's not the point. The point is when we prioritize God first, he will take care of the rest. And on the mission of God, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then, then these things will be added unto you. So it's not, God, God do, we are blessed to be a blessing. God desires to do that in our lives. But understand the truth of this, that it's something about when we fuel the mission of God, we get to experience God's best and God's favor. Um, I've had numerous, I still have mentors in my life that, that coach and speak into my life at times. I've had them, I was taught this at a, as, a, as a young adult to have this in my life. And so I've benefited from some great voices a number of years ago, about 15 years ago, before everybody, or 20 years ago now actually, everybody had a cell phone, all that kind of stuff. I, I had a friend that was in his mid-50s, I was 20 years younger than him, and he was, um, he owned three different businesses, three different companies highly profitable, businesses kept growing, kept doing well. This, this couple had an incredible heart for missions in the world. And, um, and I would meet with him four times a year and just ask him questions. And one of the things I noticed after knowing him for a few years is he would be overseas on missions trips as the owner president of three different companies. He'd be overseas on mission trips for 10 or 12 days at a time, three different times a year. And his businesses kept going and going and going. And I said to him, I said, hey, I said, um, talk to me about how in the world are your businesses so blessed when you are gone all the time? And this is literally what a great faithful leader in the church, this is what he said to me, I can still remember it. He said, hey, PD, Pastor Darren, he said, Pastor Darren, let me just tell you, the last three years what I've learned is this, the more I'm gone doing God's business, the more he prospers mine. The more I'm gone doing God's business, the more he prospers mine. Now, notice the order of that sequence. The more I'm gone doing God's business first, the more he prospers. We prospers mine. We want it the reverse. God, would you bless everything I'm doing, then I'll go do what you want me to do. Man, the mission of God is not lined up that way. It's, God, I step out into what you're telling me to do, into the projects that are on this sheet, into what Pastor Jonathan will lead us in at the end of service. It's about, God, I'm going to step into this stuff, and then I'm going to watch the favor of God come into my life. And I tell you, those moments, those leaders, I hope this day, I hope Sundays in your great church where this year 50 people are being water baptized and hundreds have given their lives for Christ and and there's so many good things going on. I hope it marks your life in such an important way. It's so, so important. So I want to ask you this question, then we're going to, I'm going to show you a quick story video. And the question is this, what's the difference between owner thinking and steward thinking? So go deeper with me for a second. What's the difference between being an owner and thinking like an owner? And what's the difference between thinking like a steward? Because an owner is it's mine, a steward is I've been in, it's been entrusted to me. So I've already kind of hinted at the answer here. An owner says, God, please bless my money, my work, my home, my time, my resources, mine. A steward says, God, please bless my time, please bless the time, the company, the home, the family, the resources you've entrusted to me. I'm responsible for. So the word mine doesn't creep in near as much to steward thinking as owner thinking. So you still may have a lot to steward, but steward it like it's not yours, like it's God's. 
and that you, would, you and I would be found faithful at the end of the day. It's so important. I wanted to share this, this story with you because it's just moving about an elderly lady that was on a fixed income in Florida, and she felt like God led her to do something, and it was very tangible to her. It wasn't a big number, but it was big to her. And this is true, and it just, it just will capture your heart. Let's watch this together. I got saved at the age of 16 when I was about to end my life. A real miracle took place. I was a soul winner in a totally Buddhist village. And I had many people saved, healed, demons cast out, and miracles taking place without even the knowledge of the Bible. But later on, I was losing the grip that I had on this marvelous, glorious gospel. And the Lord awakened me. And then I was ready to go to Bible school. But the Bible school would not accept my application. For three years I applied. They refused to accept me. They said, you have no qualification. One day, the principal of the Bible college came to preach in the village church. At the end of the message, he came to me. He said, Colton, I'll give you three months to audit classes. It became six months, one year, two years. My father died. I had nobody to pay that small amount for my boarding and for my courses. I prayed earnestly. I said, God, you know my heart, please. Help me to stay. I came to the last day. I packed my bag. Following morning, I tapped at the door, and I said, Sister Graves, I want to talk to Brother Graves. So when you say you want to talk to the principal those days, you shiver in your boots. Brother Graves came out. He patted me on the back. He said, come to the office. I went. We normally, those days, stand before our superiors in respect. He said, take a seat. He said, read this letter. Handed me a letter. It was written by an old lady, Florence Pocconi, in Panama City, Florida, in the USA. And he says to the principal, I want to tell you, God spoke to me of a place called Ceylon. Sri Lanka was known as Ceylon. And I went to the world map. I searched and searched, but I found no place called Ceylon. I wrote to DFM in Springfield, Missouri, asked them whether they had a Bible school. They sent me this, your address. You know, there's a student who is called of God, but he has no support. I am a poor widow living by a small pension. But I thought I must support this student. I have no bank account. Therefore, I can't send you a check. I'm enclosing these dollar bills. 
and I pray that God will help you to pay this student and to keep him till he get graduated. I read that letter, I burst out in tears. I am just leaving out of Bible school and here this money is handed. sentence if only Florence could know now um, one of the principles that has changed my life I, I learned it 30 years ago was when somebody said to me hey Darren it's not so important what you accomplish now but what you set in motion and when I think of Florence I think of somebody that set something in motion to a leader that you never know what's going to happen do you but that leader, we're going to see a video of a young lady that just in the last year, God has changed her life through the ministries of venture. And I don't know what's going to happen in that young lady's life over the next 20 years, but I bet it's going to be big. God takes our giving, takes our praying, takes this and just does incredible, incredible things. It's so important. Everybody say, let's go. I get excited. So I'm going to finish up with three core convictions. Here we go. The first one is this. Um, they are core convictions. I'm going to share them like they're convictions because it's true. Here we go. Number one, everyone is loved by Jesus, and everyone needs Jesus. Everyone. Everyone, everyone, everyone is loved by Jesus and everybody needs Jesus. We are not here to criticize other faiths or other religions, but what we do is we stand on God's word. So in standing on God's word, here is what we know. There is only one way to heaven, and it is through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Amen? And so everybody needs him. Everybody needs Jesus. Everybody is loved by Jesus. We know that. We feel that. Hopefully we know around the communities, of, around Cross Point, around Iowa, around the United States, around the world, God has called us the person that is far from God in your neighborhood, in your school, where you work, at your university. They need Jesus, and Jesus loves them. That is a core conviction, and it is not going to waver. That's the first core conviction. The second one is this. And I expect a really big amen on this one, all right? Those who are blessed with great resources need to send more. <laughs> thank you. All nine of you, thank you. Um, that's true. That's true. One of the phrases that's super important to me, and, I, and I'm still learning it because it's not always easy, is that I am blessed to be a blessing. Scripture tells me that. It says that God will pour out blessings in our lives so that we can bless others. It's not for me. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I'm going to stop there. But I just want you to know, I just want you to know, if you earn $5 or more an hour, you're in the wealthiest 90% of this world. 
those of us who have been blessed with more need to send more. It just is that the responsibility lands on us. And I would say what a joy that we get to do it. What a joy that together on Miracle Offering we get to be a part of what God is doing. I mean that. I think it's, I just think, again, I, I, look at this, I look at this brochure and I'm like, what a joy that we get to be a part of it. It's so exciting. Second Corinthians, Paul gives us a challenge here. Look at this. Since you excel in so many ways, in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from, love from us, I want you to excel also in the gracious act of giving. If you are under the age of 25, I want you to stand up. If you're under the age of 25, go ahead and stand up for me really quick. Just remain standing. Look around the room. First of all, can we just give them all a hand for being here? It's amazing. Stay standing. You're called to excel in the gracious act of giving. Every one of you that's standing. And as you excel in the gracious act of giving, your your giving is going to change lives for decades for decades. So start, say yes to God at whatever he's asking you to do and trust him because the ride will be incredible. It'll be incredible. You can be seated. So important. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be, be matched now by your giving. He rhymes there. Give in proportion to what you have. So, so good. So important. Here's the third core conviction. The places in the world that have never been reached are going to require extra effort. They're going to require extra effort. The 1,700, it's, that's a low number. It's, a, it's more than that. People groups, language groups that don't have a translation, it's going to require extra effort. It's going to require extra effort. The places in the world that uh, right now there's around 7,000 7, Unreached people groups, everybody say 7,000. 7,000 unreached people groups, it's going to require extra effort. A couple, about a month ago, Jay and I were in a country where there's 12 churches. Largest one is about 105 people, and there's 25 million in the country. It's going to take a lot. We're trying to raise money, not one of these projects today, for Fire Bible to do a spirit-filled study Bible that's an all-inclusive kind of study Bible, leadership development tool, and tool for training pastors. It's going to cost like $400,000 to develop it. The hardest places are going to require more effort. They're just going to. And somehow, together, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out. It's, it's going to happen. So if I can teach just for a second, then we'll wrap up the message. Everybody say the, everybody say the word lost. Say access. Let me just teach here, and then I'll move on. We'll wrap up, okay? There's a difference between lostness and access. There's a lot of lost people all around Crosspoint, all around this community, beautiful little homes and restored homes and nice homes all around this church building, and they're lost, and we want them to know Jesus, right? Guess what? They can walk across the street and come to service. They can tune in online and watch any week. Now, it doesn't mean people aren't lost, but there's a difference between lostness and access. One of the things Kingdom Builders does is says, We want to help both. We want to speak to lostness and help people find Jesus and those that don't even have access 
They don't have access. We're going to help them have access. In just a few moments, we're going to we're going to watch a video of a young lady whose life has been changed, and she didn't have access a year or two ago. No access. She was on her way to be trafficked. And somebody stepped in. And so before we watch it, I just want to finish by telling you two things. There's two factors that go into this whole miracle offering, kingdom builders, great commission heart. And the two factors are gratitude and calling. Gratitude and calling. Why do we do this? Because it's one mission, our mission. It's our calling. The other reason we do this is because we're grateful for the goodness of God in our lives. And we're just blessed, right? We are blessed, church. Can I hear an amen? We are blessed. So our prayer, our desire is to respond in whatever way God's telling us, not the way the person next to us is responding, just the way he wants us to respond. And we would say yes to that, and we'd be obedient to that, and we would see God use us just like he used Florence that then resulted in incredible miracles taking place in other people's lives. So let's watch this story together, and then pastor will come.
of access and proximity. There was a lady in our church that walked up to me and she said, I have a financial need and I would ask that you would pray that God would provide. And I looked at her and I said, I will not do that. I said, why in the world would I pray about something that we can just be the answer to right now? I said, God has met your need this morning and it's taken care of. And it's what many of you would have done had you been presented with the same opportunity. Somebody in close proximity to you and access to you, you would write the check, you would figure it out. Kingdom Builders, Miracle Offering Sunday is about our church leveraging this stage to say, you know what? The The kingdom of God is so much bigger than Waverly. It's so much bigger than our church. It's a global movement. And there are people around the world who are suffering, who are far from God, who don't have access to the Bible in their written language. And we get to say, you know what? We don't have to pray about this today. We're just gonna be the answer to these needs. Talking to Paul Herkman this week, executive director of Venture. We just saw this video. He said that for $3,000, a girl can be rescued out of sex trafficking. She can be housed and fed and educated for a year, as well as ongoing mental health counseling. And there's some of you in this room right now who are like, man, if only I could have met that girl, I'd have written that check. I'm just telling you, there are others of her just like it. And maybe some of you today say, I I don't wanna just rescue one girl, I wanna make sure that according to my means that there are more girls that are rescued out of that. I love that final line. They, the, I think it says something like they've rescued 57 girls this year and with partners in churches like ours, their goal is to double that. And so today, because of access that we have provided in proximity, we're going, God, we wanna answer that prayer. We think about Convoy of Hope, even this week, they're emailing us about the relief efforts that they're doing in the Middle East. Some of you have been praying, you're like, what is our church doing in this? Well, what we're doing, one way that we're, we're responding in addition to praying is we're giving funds to Convoy of Hope. It's one of our highlighted partners here. And to listen to the story of Colton, who would have ever known that a few dollars sent by a widow lady would lead to someone sparking a movement and planting a church that would grow to over 10,000 people. And some of you are like, oh, if I would have just known Colton, I'd have written the check. And here's what I'm saying to you, is the Holy Spirit is giving you access and proximity that even though you don't know exactly who it's going to, that one day on the other side of eternity, God will reveal 
the stories of lives that have been impacted because we gave according to our means with a joyful heart. The fourth partner that we're highlighting this morning is Meals from the Heartland. Over the last few years, I don't even know how many, it's well over 100,000 meals that our church has packed to be distributed to a kid who's crying out to God, praying that their stomach would be filled. And again, our church, in this moment, we don't have to say, God, let me pray about that. Instead, we can pray about it, just pray about it. Instead, we can pray about it and we can be the answer. There are multiple ways that we can give today. I'm gonna ask that you put the giving slide up on the screen. At each exit, there's a lockbox that you can drop your check or cash into. You can write your check out to Cross Point Church on the memo line, write Kingdom Builders. There are envelopes in the seat pockets in front of you. If you have cash today, you can write on the envelope, Kingdom Builders. We'll make sure that it gets directed there. You can give online at crosspointwaverly.com. If you don't know how to type that in, you can scan the QR code on the seat pocket in front of you. You can text the amount to the number on the screen. Or maybe some of you today aren't quite prepared to give at the level that you feel that the Spirit of God is, is leading you to give at this morning. You can drop off your check or cash here at our office anytime Monday through Thursday. But how exciting that today, that we get to be a part of this, that we get to be a part of a miracle of God answering the prayers of people in the global church around the world. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much. God, for just even just a glimpse this morning in these two videos of what you're doing in the lives of people through some of the global partners that we partner with through Kingdom Builders. God, whose lives have been impacted because of the generosity of those in this room. So Lord, I pray in this moment that you would speak to us. Lord, that even though we don't see the face of who it's going to and we don't know the name specifically of the person that's gonna be impacted, God, would you stir our hearts collectively today to do something greater than what we could do on our own? And would you perform a miracle in Jesus' name? Amen, amen. Pastor Darren and Pastor Jane, I'm so grateful for you guys and for the powerful message that you shared today. Our church is better because of you guys. Would you join me in expressing appreciation to them? Amazing. I'm gonna ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes all across this room. We never wanna pass up an opportunity for people to respond to the gospel. Maybe there are some of you who've come in today and you're far from God. You've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. You've never asked him to forgive you of your sins. And you say, today, I wanna to begin a relationship with him. Maybe there are others of you who at one time walked with God, but you've turned your back on him and you say, today, I need to see my relationship restored back to him. If that's you, when I count to three, I want you to slip up your hands all across this room. You say, I need to ask Jesus to come into my life for the very first time. Or you say, I need to see my relationship restored back to him. When I count to three, lift them up. One, two. Three, lift them up all across this room. Thank you, I see that hand. You can put it down too. Are there others this morning? Thank you, God. Let's all stand. There were at least two hands that went up this morning of people who need to ask Jesus to come into their life for the very first time. Yeah, we can celebrate that. 
Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna lead us in a prayer. And if you raise your hand, I want you to repeat it after me and mean it with everything that's within you. But know that you won't be praying this prayer alone, but that each of us in support of you will also be praying. Let's pray. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I've messed up. This morning I ask for your forgiveness. Come and give me a fresh start. Be my savior, be my king. Take over every area, take over every aspect and help me from this day forward to live for you with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, with all of my strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God praise for what he's done this morning. If you raise your hand, I'm gonna ask that you would do a couple of different things. One is that you would look at the person beside you and let them know of the decision that you've made today to follow Christ and let them encourage you along in this decision. The second thing is at the end of each of our services, we leave time for people to receive prayer. In just a moment, the prayer team's gonna make their way up to the front on both sides of the stage and the worship team's gonna lead us in another song. And if you've come here today needing prayer for anything, I'd encourage you to step out of your seat and come forward. And if you just raised your hand just now and you became a follower of Jesus or you uh, recommitted your life to him, and when that moment happens, I would encourage you to step out of your seat, let the person know who's praying for you today, the decision that you made, and let them just pray a prayer of blessing and encouragement over you. So I'm gonna pray. Worship team's gonna lead us in another song. The prayer team will be at the front. If you've come here today needing prayer for anything, step out of your seat and come forward. God, we thank you so much for the power and the presence of your spirit in our service this morning. God, we thank you that in this moment, you have just drawn two hearts of people who were far from you out of darkness into the light. Lord, there are two people today that you just rescued out of the pit of sin and the pit of hell, and you've set their feet on a firm foundation. Lord, you have delivered them and set them free today. God, as we think about the 12,000 people within a 10-mile radius of our church who are still without hope, God, as we leave from here, would we be marked people? People who demonstrate that the mission of God is still alive and active. You have worked in our hearts and transformed us. And God, would you give us the courage to leverage our mouths to declare your goodness to those around us? And so this morning, as we look at the needs through Kingdom Builders and the opportunity of Miracle Offering Sunday to partner together, to steward our resources, to, to bring back what you've given to us and, and Lord, to entrust it with these incredible Kingdom Builders partners that are making a huge difference for your glory. Lord, I pray that on the other side of eternity, Lord, as we've been faithful and as we've been obedient, that there would be countless lives that would be impacted because of this moment today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message was inspiring and encouraging. For more information about this message or about all things Crosspoint, check out our Facebook and head to our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com.